Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Today y Manana. I'm Alex. This is Xavier. We're very excited to have you joining us this morning on Today y Manana. It's a bright... The sun's coming out. It was a little cloudy this morning, yeah, but, but I think beautiful. it's going to be I mean, a beautiful it feels, summer actually, day. Actually, it feels almost like fall. I mean, that's how because it was a cool, unhuman yeah. it's been to a certain that's respect. True. That's know? true. Last few days, yeah. really, and uh, we've had so little rain that the leaves of so many trees are falling already. Mm. That really feels like fall. I mean, I'm sure we're going to be surprised somewhere along the line. Don't, by don't, don't just don't say that in front of Michael. He gets uh, he gets he, he gets very upset when you tell him that summer is ending. Nah, yeah. So we can't well, mention listen, that. The minute summer begins, it begins to end, right? But it's true. No, I, I think. Listen, we we've seen September's where it's like just brutal. Oh, it's we're so have you some just nice never warm, know. You can, nice you can't tell weather, here in Virginia. Sure. Absolutely. Already got some great fans tuning in this morning. Wow, this is fast. I love it. Bill McChesney watching the show this morning. Johnny Ornelas, Amido de Probrones, says, uh, Buenos dias, amigos. Buenos, Buenos dias, dias, Johnny. Muchisimas gracias, the amazing owner of uh, El Mariachi yeah. on Zion's Crossroads. Thanks for joining us this morning. Great, uh, great man, great uh, friend of the uh, Latino entrepreneur community. He, he gave us the little... Uh, Nick is telling me... Let me just make sure this before I read uh, Nicholas's comment. Just want to make sure I've got this right. Yeah, okay. He is. He's giving us the uh, the little Cuban flag, Johnny O'Neill. So I want to make sure ah, it wasn't the Puerto Rican flag. No, 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 yeah, yeah. I, no, I don't think he'd do that. To I don't me. think he would <laughs> do that to us. But I was like, okay, all right. The, the Cuban flag. Muchísimas gracias. Sandra McDaniel watching the show this morning. Thanks, sir. Thanks for joining us. Uh, it's going to be a great show that it we really have is. Uh, it lined really up. Is. We're excited yeah. for. We're going to be joined shortly by Dana Boston. She is the owner of the Aesthetic Company here in Charlottesville, as well as later in the show by Debbie Romo. She is the founder of Refem. Two amazing entrepreneurs that we hear, have here in our local community. We're going to learn all about what they do, all the amazing uh, work that they put in, and just what it's like to be an entrepreneur in their field. So we're we're excited for that. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, of course, a couple shout-outs this morning. Uh, Big thank you, of course, to uh, Merger Financial Services, our presenter, as well as our amazing partners, uh, Miguel and Chick from Credit Series Insurance. Miguel and Carolina well, they're coming in next from Credit week. Series are going to be joining us next that. week. They're going to be coming on. So brush we'll up on my Spanish. Brush up on that. And also, you know, your questions, just, you know, anything insurance-related, they are, they are really good Absolutely, at it. They know the yeah. answers. So we're going to be joined by them next week. A uh, couple of thank yous. Of course, Matias Yon was on with us last week, right. our amazing partner. Castle Hill Cider, we will be hosting next the week. Today in right. Manana event next Thursday at 5.30. You can find that on Facebook. You can sign up. Um, I think if you go to either to Today Manana group or the Today Manana page, there's an event for the event. There's an event page. <laughs> there's an event for, for an event. There's an event for an That's event. That's a good one. That's, That's something good I would one. say. There's an event page for there. the event. Uh, next week at 5.30 at Castle Hill. Be sure to sign up. There's no cost to attend. Um, and, of course, our, we're always grateful to Ford Adelante, the premier Latino networking group here in Charlottesville, Virginia. Thank you, Chelsea Rosher, for joining us this morning and watching the show. Appreciate it very much. Holly Foster, thank you for joining the show this morning. So they are just tuning in, which we love, which we absolutely love here on the show. So how are you doing? You, you know, I'm doing great. I'm doing it's been, great. It's been yeah. a couple it's, weeks. Yeah, it's, is it two weeks? Two weeks. Two, two weeks. weeks. Wow. It's just amazing. I mean, it's just my travel has increased dramatically over the last uh, six months. So I never know if I'm here or there or somewhere. But oh, I'm always God. delighted to be here with you and, and a wonderful it. guest because uh, it is exciting. It really is, you know. And we always, like I said, it's, we always learn It's so invigorating. You listen to people that have their own businesses yeah. and how they start and what they do. And, and they do it makes you feel good. It's like, you know? It's, it's always impressive. You know, yeah. I've never, let's put it this way, I'm never underwhelmed 
And that's that true. Stuff. That's for sure. True. That's for sure. So speaking of that, I'm excited to go to our first guest. Absolutely. Let's jump go. right in here. Let's go ahead and do it. We're excited to welcome to the show this morning, Dana Boston. She is the owner of The Aesthetic Company. Dana, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thank you, guys. Good morning. It's a pleasure. No, it's, it's, it's fun to have you on. So for those who haven't met you yet, tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe how you first became interested in kind of the, what, the field of, of being an esthetician. Sure. Yeah. So um, it's it's been a little journey. Uh, 2008, I've been in the industry um, straight out of school, just jumped right in. Uh, fortunate enough to have landed a job here in the beautiful Charlottesville. So um, always have practiced aesthetics locally. Um, but then in 2020, like many of us, were handed some yeah. interesting situations. Um, so I decided to take a real leap. Um, and with the support of my, my husband and existing clientele, I went on my own journey and opened the Aesthetic Co., um, so, yeah, it kind of an accidental entrepreneurship yeah. journey, but um, I've been really fortunate, and we're going on our third year. That's wow, terrific. So did you, I mean, did you have any experience um, on, on the field that you chose, or, or how did you, you know, how did you come about and say, wow, that's something I'd like to do? Yeah, so I, I started in, in 2008 with another medical spa. Okay. Um, I worked there for 10 and a half years. Um, I worked at a couple of other establishments locally after that, and just kind of honestly felt like I wanted to create a better culture. Uh, the beauty industry has a very hustle mentality, um, and it, it can be extremely um, tiring. Uh, not only are you you know on your feet, but working with the public and working with people, especially in that intimate scenario, mm-hmm. It's, it's emotionally taxing, and yeah. it, it, it really can drain you. Um, and so I have three young children, and I was pregnant with my third at the time of starting the Aesthetic Co. And I said, I, I just don't have the bandwidth to yeah, like yeah. go into an, an environment that I can't have a little bit more control of. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I knew that I couldn't be alone in facing this kind of lack of a work-life balance. Um, So I wanted to create a culture that supported that, um, but also passionately fueled my love of the industry. Now, is it it the demand of the um, kind of clientele what they want that is, is challenging, or is it just the whole, you know, what you do? So, I mean, I definitely would say everything that we do can be challenging, especially yeah. in our specialty. We're more of a corrective-focused clinic, so we treat a lot of acne. We treat a lot of oh. hormonal conditions, mm-hmm. skin issues. Okay. Um, a lot of times, you know, predominantly female clientele, um, they're coming after being so disappointed with, you know, doctor after doctor or visit after visit mm-hmm. and just not getting to the bottom of, you know, their issue. Um, so that that emotional demand, sometimes we joke in the beauty industry that we're part-time therapists therapists because you know you get on the table and you spill everything um which we love we we feel like we have true relationships with our clients um and that's something that we don't take lightly but truthfully you kind of have a secondhand trauma of sorts at times when a client comes in and they're just spilling it all um and we're grateful for those relationships but it is taxing um so you know just to to respect that of every provider and to fuel the passion and and kind of fulfilling that why of starting into the beauty industry. Um, it was important to me to kind of have uh, a boundary a little bit and, you know, just respect. Like, I have to go home with a somewhat full of a cup at, at yeah. you know, night. So, <laughs> Oh, absolutely. And it's, it's just so important. I think it's one of the beauties of entrepreneurship that you're kind of able to say, here's the work-life balance that I want to create. And there's probably others that I can then bring in who would appreciate that that kind of balance that – 
maybe you don't find at another employer, but you can you, you can create that balance that works for you by having your own business in a way. Right, right. Absolutely. So for those who might be saying, okay, what I might have heard of some of the things you do but not known that they were esthetician services or I might have heard the word esthetician but don't know what that means, what are some of the things that you frequently, what are some of the services that you frequently provide to clients as an esthetician? Sure. So I think the more common ones, everyone knows about brow and lash services. They're super popular. Um, and then facials. You know, everyone loves to go for a nice, luxurious facial. <laughs> I have to admit, that's not completely our realm of specialty. Um, we're kind of known more for those corrective things. So uh, we're acne specialists, uh, so we really help bridge the gap of if you've been frustrated with dermatology, mm. um, not looking at the complete holistic approach to yeah. skincare. So, you know, dermatologists are wonderful resources to have, but oftentimes you need help with how to maintain it at home and in between the times of your prescriptions and, you know, things like that. There are lifestyle considerations when you're facing skincare. Um, we're not nutritionists or dietitians, obviously. However, we have found some great resources that we've taken advantage of for additional um, certifications and such that have given us um, the ability to really help our clients Mm -hmm. in a more holistic approach. And truthfully, there's quite a population that don't want to turn to medication. Um, So we have been very successful in being able to clear acne for those without the use of medications. Um, So that, I think, is something that we stand out to do. Um, And again, just hormonal conditions that affect the skin. Predominantly in women, um, yeah. not to leave you guys out. We, we do treat a lot of uh, gentlemen, and we, we love our guys. Um, so something that we recently brought on is laser treatments. Um, that was a big background for myself at the MediSpa I worked at for over 10 years. Uh, was a predominantly laser-focused center. So, uh, What are some of the things you treat with, with laser? Yeah, so probably let's love on the guys a little bit. Um, something that they have a hard time with is... Um, you know, their beard or, or areas mm-hmm. that they shave frequently, yeah. razor burn, ingrown hairs, that type of thing. Our laser can um, actively treat and effectively treat that those problems. Wow. Um, so it kills the hair follicle and uh, eliminates oh, wow. the need oh, to yeah. shave in, in that area. And sometimes there's scarring involved and we can help yeah. uh, with the laser to do that. So How would you, yes, I was going to ask, because I, I would imagine that probably predominantly I currently have acne, you can get some help. What, are there things you can do for people? Because I know a lot of people, like, they've had acne, or you've had acne, maybe you're no longer a teenager, so you don't have any, but you, but you have the lingering effect of scarring from having had it in a bad way. Is there, are there treatments you can do for that? Yeah, absolutely. So, again, that laser I mentioned is really great for kind of, we call it our cleanup. You know, we've mm-hmm. cleared you. The acne is under control. Um, we, we often like to express that acne is never cured. It's just controlled. Yeah. Um, because there is a lot under the surface that we can't account for all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we can help you maintain it. And then once you are clear, like you said, there's a lot of uh, things that we can do to help with the pigmentation or scarring that's left behind. Um, laser being one, we have other resources like uh, microneedling. Uh, that's a big oh, buzzword in the aesthetic wow. uh, community. So um, basically stimulating the body's natural response to heal by creating okay. a very controlled injury to the skin. How interesting. Yeah. I would never that's, have that's thought pretty, you could that's, that's to, pretty to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, so, so when somebody has, you know, whether it be acne or something, 
um, and they approach you, right? So the first thing they do, I guess, they sit in some kind of chair, reclining chair. So do you then have to kind of take a look and see what you think it is and and what is the steps to be able to, to help that? And so kind of walk us a little bit through that process, how that works. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're coming in with, with active acne, um, we start with what's called our acne boot camp. Um, basically, we are signing up to be your coach for the next 90 days. Uh, this is a really common uh, resource for our teenagers or younger clients um, that their parents are just like, I've told them they need to do these things that they're not listening. Um, you, it's got to be coming from somebody else. Right. Um, I love these clients. Um, so first, I just kind of get to know them. The first question I ask, especially to those teenagers, are, do you want to be clear or do your parents want you to be clear? Because you have to have the, the yeah. clients buy in. Yeah, absolutely. 80% yeah. of this clearance work is going to be done in their bathroom vanity. 20% is on me okay. um, of you know professional treatments and, and help there. So yeah, just kind of getting to know them. What's their lifestyle like? Are they an athlete? A lot of the things that athletes take, like uh, proteins, uh, supplements, things like that, can really be inflammatory to the skin's Okay. And in general. Gotcha. And so gotcha. kind of trying to rule out some of those factors um, and just the simple, like, what's their lifestyle like? What's their schedule? Showers? What do they have right, available right. to? There's so many things that kind of need to be peeled back a little bit on that very initial visit. So we try our best to understand what's going on from that very first visit there. Um, and there's grades of acne. There's uh, also something called acne imposters. So they are ones that show up as acne, but may not be clinically diagnosed as acne. So there's a lot of kind of investigative work okay. due to just kind of what you're seeing, mm-hmm. feeling, um, but we never treat on the first treat, on the first visit. Uh-huh. We have to have a lot of conversation, mm-hmm. and hopefully we, we get you set up with what your home care would look like I from that you. point on. You. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what, that's what I thought. I mean, because I mean, you, you, you walk in, and it's like you have to figure out, you know, what's going on. It's yeah. an interesting fake acne. It's like... Okay, that's not. I don't know what fake acne right. is, what it could be, but you <laughs> yeah. know, you say, okay, we kept. We have to treat that differently, right? Because yeah. I suspect that most people come in. I mean, if you got acne, like you said, they got to a dermatologist. They probably given six hundred thousand different creams that they yeah. put on and things like that. And if it's not working, you know, it's probably good to be able to say, yeah. all right, it, there's a source to this acne. What is it, and how do we, you know, get in there and fight that? You know. Absolutely. Yeah. So what, what, out of curiosity, so because I know you mentioned some people that obviously they don't want to go the prescription route. What's different about the way, like how does what you would do to treat acne and help control it kind of differ from what someone might be used to at a dermatologist? Sure. So, I mean, much like kind of your nurse doctor relationship, a lot of dermatology visits are very short and brief mm-hmm. with the actual physician. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of frustration from that, especially if this is something that you've waited months to even get into the door to see. And then they're handed to your point, you know, here, take this cream, apply this once, you know, in a while, and we'll see in six months and hope for the best. That can be a very frustrating part, especially if it's, it's something that is affecting their self-confidence, how they're showing up in their, you know, work or school life. Um, So we really try in that first visit to really just break all of that down and assure them we are going to be in constant contact for the next 90 days. Um, the biggest choice for parents oftentimes, again, we predominantly see teens faced yeah. with the acne issue, um, you know, they, they don't want the side effects that the common acne drugs bring along. Mm-hmm. So one very common one is Accutane. And I understand why people turn to that because they're just, you know, yeah. done with it. They're done with, with having to, to um, 
suffer through the acne yeah. process. So, uh, but that comes with a lot of side effects um, and some pretty significant and serious ones. So, yeah. So it's so key to be able to to work with you and say, okay, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't want to go want down drugs, that road yeah. of experience, or maybe they have and said, I, I can't right. do that anymore. Yeah, because yeah. I, you know, if you were affected by by those side effects, you know, like, I, I can't, I can't take that part anymore. Right. You know, it's interesting. Oh, you, you know, there are people. No, that, no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. So it's interesting because you know. I mean, most of the time you think about acne, you think about teenagers, right? I mean, I guess the hormones have a lot to do with that. But every once in a while, you still see people in their 40s or 50s, and you look at them, so, and you realize that they, they have some form of something on their skin, and I always just assume it's some form of acne. So is that possible? Is that also hormone, or is that something else? That's a great question. Um, honestly, there's no direct answer to that. Okay. There's yeah. so many variables when it comes to skin. Many people forget that skin is our largest organ. So there are so many factors with your lifestyle, your your dietary you know choices okay. that you make, um, and then your routine at home yeah. can matter a lot. And you know, many times we get into a, a routine or a rhythm of using certain products in our twenties, and they're like, "This works for me. I'm going to keep using it." Um, but your skin changes, especially as women. We do go through a lot of hormonal changes. Um, you know, if you choose to have children during pregnancy and such, uh, can really affect the, the okay. health of the skin, the vitality of the skin's functions. So it's important every, you know, so often to check in with a skin specialist to make sure you're using the appropriate ingredients gotcha. and such with your skin. Um, but yes, it can absolutely be tied to hormones. Uh, again, with prescriptions and um, different things can be hormone disruptors, they, they mm-hmm. are called in our industry. So they can really throw things out of whack. Uh, so we do our best to to help those clients do the same thing. And it's it's a lot of the same steps that we take with our younger clientele. Um, but obviously, there's other key components, mm-hmm. such as pregnancy, breastfeeding, yeah. things of that nature that need to be considered, um, or any kind of hormone replacement therapy, um, kind of a whole other branch that we don't have time to discuss today. <laughs> but um, those who are facing any kind of autoimmune disorders, uh, that can bring a real another kind of change into the skin Um, and there's a lot of uh, prescriptions and such that they'll be on uh, or things that we have to avoid during treating Mm -hmm. their skin of whether it's acne or or anything else Mm -hmm. I have have one other yeah go for it go for it see I'm an old guy so what I always notice also as you get older sometimes you get like brown spots on your skin which you know everybody says oh those are age spots so is that something that can also be cured or changed or, or, or treated. eliminated? Treated. Treated? Yeah, absolutely. So wow. um, my laser does a great job with that. So, okay. you know, shameless plug there. Um, no, no, that's shameless. It's something that you definitely want to be seeing your dermatologist about. Please go get skin checks every three years minimally. If you have a family history of skin cancer of any kind, go annually. It's, it's worth the $50 copay to be ahead of that. Mm-hmm. Um, melanoma and, and other skin cancers can pop up so fast. Yeah. Um, and most of us did not grow up in a time that sunscreen was as widely available mm-hmm. or even yeah. desired, you yeah, know? So it's it, we have done a lot of damage. So typically by the time you're seeing the damage uh, in, in terms of a brown spot or some kind of aging spot... Um, it, this is damage that you did 20 years ago, okay. you know, coming up to the surface. Oh, it takes quite a while for things to come to the surface. Um, you will notice if you were tend to be the, the driver of your household, your left side will age faster than your right because you are facing the car window. The one that I, I um, explains this. So, yeah, so it's not uncommon. I know my first one popped up on my right side because I am a passenger princess in my house. But, <laughs> um, 
It, they're very, very common. The back of your hands age very fast as well. So um, sunscreen is your best friend. Um, you know, just use one that you like. That's is the key. Is the key. Is the key. I, I have my preferences, but you know, I'll take sunscreen wear yeah. over. And is it at all times like what are things out of curiosity that you can do? Because obviously, when people, you know, if you have an issue and that you're going to come see, come see you at the esthetician company. But like, what what are things people can do both before and after to really just take care of their skin so that they don't have issues, you know, t- twenty years down the road? Obviously, yeah. sunscreen is a bit part of sunscreen that. Sunscreen for sure is like my number, number one recommendation. Um, but also just getting in a good habit of cleansing your skin daily, mm-hmm. uh, twice a day. So there's, you know kind of a a jury out there so to speak of do you need to wash your face twice a day the answer is absolutely yes not to gross you out but we have little mites on our skin um when we wake up in the morning they're there they're there they've done their duty they've lived on your pillowcase you've rubbed your face in them all night (laughs) you know please wash your face so yeah wash your face sunscreen please come see aesthetic companies so that we can help you um you know get on a, a easy regimen to follow and that's effective um for your skin and you know meeting your concerns because we all look at our older relatives and we're like oh i don't want to age like that or, <laughs> I, I don't want that to happen um we we can we can work that out absolutely oh man the fans coming in uh, christopher Gooch, thanks for watching this morning melissa you need yes i believe it is you need yes uh katie rafalski alicia green brandon scott thanks for joining us stephanie marie janessa hansford jennifer bowerly <laughs> Uh, Elaine Martin, Sue Ann Brown, Sydney Chitalos, thanks for thanks for uh, joining us and watching this morning. Some of those are great clients. So, so there you go, there you go, and they, 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 I'm sure they're loving you, and that's probably why they're joining in. They're like, this is the best. Thanks, guys. This is the best. Showing some support. Um, on the entrepreneurship side, what's yeah. it been like, kind of taking that plunge and saying, all right, I'm going to go from doing this for another company and all these years of experience to I'm going to be doing things behind the scenes, getting this to work, managing. How, how has it been to take that plunge? Wow. Um, it's been a journey. Um, I, so I started off, I was scared to death to, to start first and foremost. Like I said, it was during the pandemic. I was pregnant or I just had had my third son by the time we opened. Um, I looked to my husband and I was like, so <laughs> got this crazy idea. So he's crazier than I am because he allowed me to do this. Um, but we started in a 75 square foot space in the Coterie Suites right down on East Market. So not too far from the studio here um i had to close the door behind my client so that i could come around the table that's how tiny it was but i'm so grateful for that space and it it did it allowed us to launch um i was there for six months we moved into a bigger studio within that same building about 150 square feet wow really risky um but (laughs) it went awesome i hired my first employee in that space we kind of swapped our schedules just kind of went back and forth another esthetician and mom so she was looking for that same work-life balance our you know the whole story is kind of aligned in that space. Um, and then about a year later, I was fortunate enough to be in a brick and mortar um, on Pantops now. So still not too oh, far. Okay. Um, yeah, I have three estheticians now, a doctor on staff providing some services. Actually, Jasmine Garcia, who you had last week, is in our space too. Oh, uh, she's doing her own thing. But She's we, giving you a shout out. She's giving you some claps and props saying hi. Love the aesthetic company and Dana. Uh, she's so. awesome. I mean, her work is outstanding her and I met in the transition of her kind of starting her own thing and to see her growth is is so motivating so just you know surrounding myself with other entrepreneurs whether
whether they're in my industry or not, is always motivating to me. Um, and, and learning leadership has been definitely a journey as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that the Baby Aesthetic Co. that we started a little over two years ago is definitely growing. We, we just did a rebrand of our logo. Um, we're getting ready to do more changes. We added the laser this year, um, and a new website is coming. So oh, I am fantastic. really <laughs> excited about that. So I feel like we have a little bit of a, a grown, more grown-up version now, which I'm very proud of. Which is just that, that beautiful growth that you see as, as part of yeah. a small That's, business. You're taking wonderful. those next steps. And that is wonderful. Just, uh, amazing. Uh, you got some props. Uh, Randa came says, good job. <laughs> Velma hey, Price liked in the show this morning. <laughs> so you definitely had a problem. Well, between you and Jasmine being in the same spot, that's probably like the one-stop shop for like, you could go in there and like come out just looking fantastic. Absolutely. So by the time you just do back-to-back appointments, you'll be like glowing. With <laughs> <laughs> that's our hope. We love it. Absolutely. So, I mean, it has been fantastic, Dana. Yeah. Before we let you go, where can people find out more, get in touch, and, and reach out for, for an appointment? Sure, absolutely. So, um, as I mentioned, our, our big space is on Pantops in Charlottesville. Uh, we also have a small space in Crozet. Uh, we have joined okay. a uh, athletic and wellness center down in Crozet, Virginia, um, with uh, Reset Wellness and Athletic Company. So, they have a uh, infrared saunas, Kind of, again, that, that collaboration mm-hmm. that you were mentioning with That's Jasmine. Fantastic. It's kind of a different way we've done it down there. So we're both in Charlottesville and Crozet. Um, we try to stay active on our socials. So Instagram is the.aesthetic.co um, or on Facebook at The Aesthetic Co. Um, so. Super easy. Just The Absolutely, Aesthetic Co. Yes. right there. And that's awesome. Yeah, it's been no matter what side of town, it's like... Pantops and Pros Air, like the opposite. No, you just use always one within easy driving distance. That's oh, absolutely. The, that's neither, one, neither one is really far away at all. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, if you're in Pros Air, you don't have to drive all the way to yeah. Pantops. You can just yeah. go right there in Pros Air. That's it. Absolutely. Well, Dana, this has been so fantastic. Thank yeah, you so thank much you. for wow. coming thank on. It's been today. very informative. Thank you. Educational. I love it. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks for so coming. Much. Thank you very much. So as we do our transition here. And all the all the fans, you can tell how many people just really, really love the work. Well, that's great stuff. Great I mean, work you know, done. again, I had no idea that this even existed. Yeah. But I mean, like I mentioned, you know, sometimes you, you do, you see people have this, you know, horrendous acne, right? Yeah. And, you know, you feel bad for them because you, you know that they, who knows what they do to themselves to try to, to, yeah. to, try to help. And to be able to say, you know, there is help for you out there um, oh, in, in a way that... Well, and help afterwards, too, just I, I had always, I had no idea that there was anything you could do for acne stars. I always thought like, well, yeah, no, me neither. It me is. Yeah. I've got this hole that popped up and it is exactly. what it is and yeah. I'm, I'm stuck with it but I, there's actually things you can do for the, for the brown for the brown spit, spots. Yeah. This way that left side can become your good side That's again. right. Well, it's you not know? that bad is it? <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I'm just, I know. <laughs> you know, just right now it's just the right side or nothing so, you know. <laughs> now I know. Next time I take a picture she's going like this. Oh, yeah, but now you can go to the aesthetic tone and hey, get that fixed. And get that fixed. Absolutely. Oh. So that always, always love the great entrepreneurs that uh, come on. And from one amazing entrepreneur to another. Another one. We're excited to welcome to the show this morning, Dabby Romo. She is the founder of ReFem right here in Charlottesville. Dabby, thanks so much for joining us this morning. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. No, we're, we're, we're really excited to have you on. So for those who haven't met you yet, tell us a little bit, a little bit about yourself and how you decided to start ReFem. Of course. Um, well, my name is Gabriela Romo. I'm originally from Mexico. I've been in Charlottesville for the last year or so. Okay. I'm the founder of ReFem, a very non-traditional tailoring business 
that carries sustainability at its core, providing services like clothing repair, mending, and clothing restyle um, services. How interesting. 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 What what are some of the... So... As, as what are some examples of things people can like come in and services you can you can get for them like without they come in like with a shirt or a dress what are some of the different things you do? Well, you know, you're, it's very diverse because like it could range from like you know the very favorite piece of yours of denim that you love, but you just got like stay in a hole or something. So we will patch it up, we'll mend it invisibly or visibly. Uh, it ranges from that to even like full bridal gowns and bright main dresses to the basic and classic tailoring services. So I feel like it's a very wide um, variety of services that I can offer, but it's pretty much everything uh, that will help me and you keep your clothes uh, your clothes longer in your closet and just like longer in circulation. And if that means to just like reselling that one piece that you love, that it served you very well for like a decade or two, but maybe it does not suit your personality anymore, and you just want to like you know spice it up a little bit and just like restyle it and like think of it in a different way. Mm-hmm. I can help you with that as well. So it's a very uh, wide range of services, but I feel like overall they're all aiming for the same thing: keeping your clothes uh, in circulation and help you just get the most that you can out of the clothes that you already have. So, for example, so you know one of the things you know I've got suits that are from you know way back then, you know. <laughs> <laughs> 50s and 60s. No, not just kidding. You know, 60s and 70s. Well, from your, right. They're coming from back your in style, style, by the way. My father, right? Where was that? They're coming back in style, by the way. Well, they're not, they're, there's nothing to do. I just, no, so, I mean, you know, the lapels are just, like, way wide and they, pointy. you know, yeah, pointy, exactly. So is that something that you can, like, adjust and make them, you know, more to today's style? Yeah, it's something that we can work together, like, you know, towards, so we can take it towards a place that is more contemporary, that it's feeling more like your current self, and probably, like, if you like to be on top of the trends, something that can be, like, in, like, a pair with what you're currently seeing out in the streets. So there's there's a lot of that, too. There's a lot of, you know, like, uh, the brides who just, like, have their wedding and just want to do something different uh, with oh, their wedding with the dress. dress. Right now, I'm reworking a beautiful gown to make it into a bodysuit. So uh, oh. my lovely bride can continue to wear it even afterwards instead of just, oh, like, wow. you know, keep it, it, keeping it in your closet like we all do because... From, like, the average American who has 120 clothes in her closets, there's at least one quarter of it that is just, like, sitting in her closets, just there in a pile collecting mm-hmm. dust. So majorly it's because it doesn't fit and it needs to be repaired. Mm-hmm. So that was, for me, my wake-up goal, starting with my own mending, mending pile and also just, like, growing up in a country like Mexico where if you've been, you will know that maybe the female average height is 5'2". And to give some context to the audience, I'm 5'10", so... <laughs> You'll see that when you I see the promo absolutely, photo. Absolutely, yeah. So I was just, uh, you know, growing up a little too tall and too skinny, so I had to just, like, make my own alterations since mm-hmm. I can remember. So uh, knowing that I'm not, you know, alone, when I say that you cannot always get that perfect fit off the rack on the clothes that you want and that you love and that you just want to wear because you see it out there, Right. Um, so yeah, that was the the main thing that definitely inspired and sparked the whole thing. But uh, that's been. But it's, it's such an important service. Is, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I know. I know women will talk about these problems, but I see it as a, as a man as well. Like you go into a clothing store, the odds of any of those things fitting you well, perfectly, yeah, perfectly, well, are so are slim to none. Very, very. Like slim. it's gonna be 
between one size to the other is going to be well, especially be with like with suits, right? Because yeah. it's like okay, so you get a suit, and it's like okay, the pants are perfect, but mm, this is too wide here, yeah. or it's too wide there, yeah. or it's not right. And then you get the perfect top. It's like well, these and pants the pant- are like they're dancing yeah. on me. So you know, it's just one of those things where it's just like, especially when you buy a suit, it's like it's never perfect, right? Or if you change over time, sometimes you get you get a suit, it fit you, right? And you get married. You put on a couple oh, pounds, oh, speaking a couple. from experience, and you're like, okay, is this going to fit me again? Just yeah. to, to make slight adjustments without it, now it can be reused, yeah. which is just, I feel like people back in the day used to do that all the time, but now we kind of have this, we've had this mentality of like, throw it away, get another one, throw it away, get it's, another yeah. one, which yeah, is a shame. And the thing is also that our current sizing charts have been based on like, body measurement studies like dating from like 1940s 1950s and the truth is that our bodies have evolved like our body complex like uh, complexity has just changed and i'm afraid that the sizing charts have not been evolving at the same time that fashion mm-hmm. has been doing so yeah. and unfortunately as a woman you face that scenario where your clothes are simply not made to evolve with you i feel like mm-hmm. generally uh, for you as a man you always have one extra inch in your pants that you can always let out. Mm. For women, though, every time that I'm just, like, doing some reverse engineering, deconstructing garments, you notice that there's, like, barely enough seam allowance to keep the garment uh, together. So for us as women, women being, like, you know, the probably, like, most of um, the consumers out there, there's just, like, simply not made for us Mm -hmm. to evolve with their clothes. So I feel like that was one of the things that definitely inspire me to start doing what I do yeah. now. It's just like, I know that I love very well-fitting clothes and a very well-fitted suit, a very well-fitted uh, dress, jacket, can just like scream elegance like from, mm-hmm. from far, far away. So mm-hmm. I feel like we all deserve, you know, that chance to have that perfect fitted uh, piece of clothing that you know that it's going to last for a long, long time. And It's interesting that you say that because my, my mother and father were in the fashion industry, right? Um, and my father was a tailor, my mother started as a seamstress, and then they became, you know, um, again, they worked for Ellen Tracy. I don't know if you remember Ellen Tracy at all. But but anyway, so one thing I I do notice is, you're right, I mean, you buy a pair of pants, and you can see in there that you can actually either, I mean, taking them in is always easy, but taking them out is where you need some garment, right? You look women's dresses, um, and and I realized, I forget who I was looking at, I don't know if it was even for your wedding oh, for mom, was, and oh. I said to myself, "There's like there's there's no garment." In other words, from my perspective, I was like, "We can't make this wider. There's just nothing there, right?" But yeah. I guess you found you. I, I guess I guess there are ways to help a little bit. I mean, I mean, you can't yeah. add three inches, but maybe maybe <laughs> well, half an inch. I have a um, an engineering background, and I feel like that's oh, wow. the one thing that has been playing like. Um, that is just like being present on my day-to-day life, which is like every time that I just face the challenge of like specially upsizing garments, you will always find a creative way to just like make it as invisible as possible, mm-hmm. but also like in a way that it's solving that current problem that we have or just like that need of like needing more space. Because like sometimes all you need is just like that extra one inch that is right. going to allow you to breathe after you have, <laughs> you know, have had some dinner. So I feel like a... Um, for one thing, it's just, like, things out there are definitely not suited for us to just, like, go through our everyday life mm-hmm. and just, like, to evolve with us. So that's and that that's where I come in. And with the secondhand market, just, like, growing so much lately, 
it's going to be necessary, like with people shopping secondhand more often, it's going to be like, you know, necessary for more, uh, more seamstresses and more Mm -hmm. like, uh, so as to just get on board in this industry. Because believe me, you know, it's, it's getting up there and especially like people thrifting and like buying secondhand clothes, hand me down. So just like clothes that you swapped at a um, swap party or something like that. It's probably not going to fit 100%, you know, perfectly. Or if you buy something off the rack, even if it's made from like the most sustainable materials, uh, which in the ideal ideal world, that will be the case. But there's going to be a high need for those, those services. And I feel like Charlottesville is, um, it's been a great community for that. to grow these type of businesses because, you know, there's already that conscious customer. It's already out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been lucky enough to find partners on my way that have been key for the development of Refem. Like it is, you know, meeting uh, the shop owner and community builder like Linnea uh, mm-hmm. of That's Darling and Dashing. Yep. And, you know, like many other like key partnerships that have been like Refem what it is as of now, like uh, Chelsea and Flannery from, from Bluebird and Crozet, Annie from, you know, Shop Neon Soul, uh, the whole community at Twice is Nice, uh, the Darden Partners Association, Athleta and Barracks. So I feel like it definitely takes, it takes a community to uh, really, like, make these businesses grow. Because um, I don't feel like a lot of people really realize that we as consumers really hold the power to change mm, yeah. the course of history, environmentally, you know, speaking, yeah. as well as uh, what are the customers, what are the businesses that that you're choosing to support and mm-hmm. where you're putting your money towards, too. Yeah. No, it's very well put. Yeah. No, it's yeah. true. It's true. Now, a curiosity. So do you also sew? I mean, so when, when you were growing up, now, did your grandmother or mother sew? Yeah. I mean, it just seems like... You know, in the old it's days, a lost art. you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, you know, women, you know, in particular and, 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 and men, I mean, I mean, my grandfather, my grandfather is the one that taught me how to sew. Yeah. He gave me, he gave me like two pieces of garment and he says, okay, make a pair of pants. I mean, a pair of pants would be small, right? <laughs> but he showed me how. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I showed them up and then you turned them inside down and it's like, boom, there's a pair of pants. So, you know, it's the beginning of, you know, back then it was like teaching somebody how to do something that's very useful, you know, because, you know, you, I feel like sewing is something you need more often than you need. A button falls, it's like, uh-oh, how do I put this button on? Well, it's good to know how to put on a button, right? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a lot of the environment where I grew up that, you know, inspired me, and I was just, like, pretty much, like, pretty much shaped to do something related to that, because, like, like you mentioned, I actually had my, um, growing up, I grew up watching my grandma make the same dress over and over but like in 20 different fabric patterns so it was that it was the fact that my mom really liked to embroider and like there was a very uh, creative community around me so I feel like that definitely lined me up for um, to be performing the job that I'm performing today but yeah like you mentioned like back in the 1800s like one dress will just like get passed along for like True. many yeah. many generations exactly and by the time that that dress was like not good enough it will become you know a bag or a pillowcase and then when that was not good enough it will become into a rag and then <laughs> back then they used to um trade the rags for for homeware for like home goods 
So I feel like that practice got really like you know left in the dust with uh, industrialization and just like yes. consumerism and the disposable culture that mm-hmm. I feel like these days is really is really important and even more than important it's necessary necessary to just go back to the roots of that yeah. and to continue teaching uh, this practice that can really mean so much mm-hmm. to the environment and also for your wallet. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. What, and, and like you said, it, it's, it would be so nice because sometimes I think what happens is people, we have this consumer throw it away mentality. So we're like, well, I don't want to buy this piece of clothing, this article of clothing, a suit or a dress that has nice fabric because if it comes out of fashion in three years, it's, it'll be a waste of money. So I'm going to buy this one that's kind of cheaper. But then you're, you're getting what you pay for. You, it, the low quality of the material, sometimes it's not even like cotton. Disposable quality. It's disposable. And then, yeah, you throw it out. Whereas trying to, to reframe the mind and say, yes, that might be a little more expensive now. But I know that I can use this for 10, yeah. 15 years. But as if the styles need to change, I can take it to reframe and actually get exactly. a little, make it just a little different. And... So you can get something that's a higher quality that will actually last yeah. and not be afraid and not have to sit there and say, well, I have to throw it out because the style changed. Well, no, it can change yeah. with the style. I mean, unfortunately, like there's a very like thin space between, you know, like buying uh, fast fashion, which for some you know, members of our community, that's, that's all the yeah. one thing that they can afford. And yeah. they, of course, they want to be in style and they want to wear what they're seeing on Instagram and TikTok and like in social media. But... A lot of times, like you're right, you're just getting what you paid for. And you know that that piece of clothing with the raw hem is just going to roll up and probably it's just going to fall apart in your washing machine mm-hmm. um, on the second, third wash. Yeah. So definitely getting to the point where you can invest in your own pieces uh, that are like quality made. Um, it's definitely going to be a, a process. But mm-hmm. uh, I would say taking your first like baby steps towards like shopping secondhand and thrifting the, thre- the, the trends. I know it sounds impossible. I know that not everyone's meant to be, you know, in a thrift store, just like in the hunt, like ser- searching in <laughs> so many bins. But I feel like besides being rewarding, like it's totally possible for you to find those pieces that, yeah, you're maybe seeing online for a high price tag. Mm. It probably not, it's not going to be the same quality, same construction, definitely not the same prints or patterns. But the style is out there. And what I would really love to invite uh, the audience is to see clothes in a different way. See it as a raw product. See the potential in them, not as it actually is right now. Mm. I'm sure that maybe, like, if you happen to have daughters or, like, nieces or senior jackets right now, like, you know, thinking, I'm just going to restyle that and just, like, crop it or, like, do something to my father, grandfather's jackets. And, like, that's that's the one thing that I feel like it's game changer. Thinking of your clothes... Yes as a raw product and just mm-hmm. make him work for you. Mm-hmm. No, that's true. I mean, that's so amazing. That yeah, is, and it's uh, great so to have true. the opportunity to do that yeah. and say to to change those, to just bring it to where you want it to, to see it as like this in the hands of Dabby, this could be <laughs> something something much different than it is now. Now, do you, do you custom make, you know, suits, dresses, whatever? In other words... Let's say you have material. I love this material, and I'd like a suit made out of this material. Is that something you also do? That's something that, as of now, I'm not prioritizing. I definitely do a big chunk of my own clothes. Uh, I have done some custom pieces for very, very special friends. But it's something that right now, as of now, it's not on my, you know, services uh, menu. But one day it will be there. Oh, well, go. it's good to know, though, because, I mean, just just about, because I'll be honest with you, looking for people to, 
to adjust, you know, again, pants or jackets that or could dresses. That be harder because you can still go you to You can't the, find anyone. Yeah, like you look and then say, sometimes you when you the, go to the places, you're just like, they have no clue what they're, yeah. again, I, I know a little bit. I don't know a lot. But I look at them and said, they have no yeah. clue what they're looking at or how yeah. to do this. And I tell my wife, I said, I, I wouldn't trust you dressed yeah. to this lady. <laughs> yeah, the adjustment yeah. is harder to find even than the tussle. Yeah. There's no place you can go that, yeah, if you're willing to pay enough, they'll make you a, something from scratch, right? But the adjustment is the one that is hard because it's it's kind of that sweet spot that you're entering where, like, you know, you, you, you don't want it something made from scratch. You have something that's meaningful to you. But if it's meaningful to you, you also don't trust it with anybody. Like you're not going to be like, I'm going to give it to someone I have no idea what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. You're going to say, well, if, if this is my wedding dress and I want to convert it into something that I can wear yeah. all the time, I want someone that I know has the experience. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And you're just the background and the knowledge to be able to, yeah. to do it in a in a way that that makes sense and in a way that works. And the thing with tailoring services that it's. It's not like, you know, like just going to your grocery store and just like buying a replacement for that one product that you like. Like it has to be highly recommended. Mm -hmm. And I'm so happy that, you know, like um, thinking of all the marketing that has gone uh, through my process or that it's been involved. It's like it's really a word of mouth um, campaign because it's like it's not like you can just like recommend um, or like Google a surgeon for your heart surgery, right? No. It's definitely different priorities. Is that the same importance? But it's like it has to come recommended and you have to know that there's someone out there who had a great experience that it's like, you know, like a trusting their experience for you to like go and try this out. So I feel like that's the one thing that has been like, you know, putting refem, refem um, in people's minds uh, where it is now because it's like there's a great great and I'm so thankful for that um, customer return rate to my business they continue to like bring me their mending piles or like things that they continue to shop second hand but now they know that there's someone out there that can help with like you know like just fitting that one dress perfectly Mm -hmm. or like you know I'm going to these wedding on the fall and my like I have lost or gained some weight we want to make sure that your clothes evolve with you so Mm -hmm. if you know that there's someone out there which I feel like sometimes we simply don't know. Yeah. It's just like there's a big misconception that tailoring is expensive, that tailoring is very exclusive, mm-hmm. that it's just like not accessible, that yeah. it's just not easy to reach, and that the person in the other end, it's not going to understand you, it's going to judge you. So that's been my approach, just a zero judgment uh, process, a very intimate experience with my customers. Because I do see value in that. And Absolutely. more than a transactional relationship, having that connection with my customer that knows that I'm going to care for their clothes yeah. as much as they care. So I, I do see a lot of value in that, and I think that's that's the main um, offer that Refem, you know, is putting out there in the world. And, and that's so important. And, and, you know, you obviously have a vision. You, you, you see things, you know. Um, I think sometimes, you know, most people, you know, they look at a dress and, they just see that dress. They don't see any possibility to what make that dress be. any different, right? Especially like gowns, right? You buy a gown for a, you know, a wedding or something special, and then you sit there and go, "When am I going to wear this again?" And by yeah. the time I got to wear it again, they'll say, "Everybody say, oh, well, you know, oh, I already wore that once, and <laughs> and you know, it, it, the the fashion has changed." But if you can turn that gown into a very nice dress that you can wear more often. 
that makes it worthwhile. Yeah, yeah and, and that's something that we can, you know, budget for yeah. and, and plan for during alterations because not everything has to be permanent. Yes. I have reworked a lot of, like, pregnancy clothes for, like, your first uh, trimester, but, like, we're going to let things out, like, in, when you're, like, final term. So mm-hmm. it's, like, I'm really there to make uh, your clothes transition and evolve with you. Like you said, if it's not feeling right, even if it's been like a couple months since you wore it for the last time, if it's simply not feeling right, I'm I'm here, you know, with that fashion background to just like bring a vision of um, how things can sit better in a human body. What's happening out there? What are some yeah. of the recent trends? Uh, what's your body type, and what are some of the things that you know like will suit your body the best? And how can we get to a a middle point with that? So. Absolutely. And, and one yeah. more question yeah, before we ahead. let you go. I just, I'm just curious. So are you telling me that the 50s and 60s men's fashion are coming back? <laughs> I will tell I'm you, keeping. do not get rid of it. <laughs> if you were, you know, tech savvy, get on Depop, Poshmark, there's people out there looking for that, which that's, that's the other thing. Like, you cannot only be a consumer. You can also be a participant in, like, these circular, um, yeah. you know, different businesses. As a consigner in your favorite consigning, uh, consignment shop in town, mm-hmm. you can also choose, like, resale clothes online. You can, you know, like, think of uh, many other, like, different circular businesses, like Refem, uh, that are just, like, easy ways to get involved in, yeah. in the movement and just, like, join the community of reuse, repurposing, recycle. So be a be an outfit repeater. Do not be afraid to go thrifting. If there's any like, if you simply do not have clue of like how to do that, um, keep your um, eyes out for sustainability September. Refem is collaborating with uh, Darling and Dashing, AP Style April, a stylist from Crozet, and other uh, local shop owners to bring for you like so many of like a list of tips for you if you're not a thrifting you're trying to like get into it you're just like trying to make the switch into wearing and just like consuming more consciously we're going to have a month packed of very cool activities for you to get you involved and just like you know for you to get your feet wet and like how do i make the switch to dressing more sustainability keep an eye out for that awesome what and what, what day was that that's going to be uh, throughout the whole month of September. Oh, throughout the whole month. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Just one day. Yeah. So look, right. Which is coming up right yeah. up. Yeah. Very yeah. exciting things Very coming soon, up in exactly. September. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so during that month, where can people follow you, get in touch, and reach out? Of course. Um, they can meet me in person tomorrow. I might monthly pop up at Darling and Dashing. That's my alterations oh. and repairs monthly pop up. Is um, Last Friday of every month, I just set up a feeding station on the dashing side of Darling and Dashing. Okay. If you have that one pile that is just like, I'm going to take it to the tailor one day, take that pile with you, bring it, Mm -hmm. and just like drop it off with me. If there's something that we need to alter, we do the fitting there. I take it home with me, rework it. And bring it back to the shop to pick it up one week later, easy peasy. Wow, so easy. that's one thing in person. Uh, if you would like to just like shoot me a text, you can do it at 970-306-9783. You can find me on Instagram as Refem. And my website, W-E-Refem, R-E-F-E-M-M-E.com. E.refem.com. Awesome. All right. Uh, Gabby, this has been so fantastic. Absolutely. Thank you so much great. for joining us Thank this morning. So I learned so much. Yeah, Thank you. That was fantastic. a great conversation. So, absolutely, absolutely. Thanks for coming on. It's great work. So there you have it. So 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 tomorrow, last Friday of every month. <laughs> That's right. And then uh, in September, keep your eyes peeled for yeah. a lot of different tips and things you can yeah. learn. Well, I, like I said, I remember when you know when my when my parents were in, in New York, right? 
he, my father would get his suits, you know, custom built because he already knew people, right? Yeah. And my first suit and jacket, he brought me to somebody and they made my first suit. And it was like, I went to work and people said, whoa, where'd you get that suit? You know, because like you know, most people went to Brooks Brothers nice. and yeah. stuff like that. And it's like, oh, no, I had a custom made. And they thought, this guy must first be, thing, they thought you must, this guy must be rich or something. And yeah. I know it's like, no, it's just my father knew somebody. And, and it just fits perfect. Like you put it on, and it's like, yeah. you look so good, right? And then, you know, you go buy something in the store and you go like this. And it's like, it's, not, yeah. it's loose or so it's, it's too right. tight. And, you know, you look like a half bum. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's so important. I, I just love the idea of also going back to those roots, those things. That that's, yeah. what, that's what clothing was. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't this thing where, yeah. like, you go to a store, you get a bunch of stuff, and then, like, it's, it's, it's in the garbage yeah. two years later. I mean, let's face it. We're all, you know, we're all different. Both, you know, character, personality, body shape. Everybody's slightly different. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know fit into the same thirty-eight short. You no. know, some guys look better, some guys look worse. Yeah. So, you know, it's nice to. I know it's hard, but it's nice to be able to say, "I've got this. Can you alter it a little so exactly. that it makes it look me look better?" You know, Absolutely. so it fits better. You know? Exactly. Yeah. That's what, and it's all. That's what entrepreneurship is. It's finding those needs that those needs, those right. needs that are yeah. out there in the community, and saying, and they're hey, there. I can, I, they are there. They're absolutely, there. for sure. Robin Teenley, thanks for joining us this morning. Amy Painter, thank you for joining us this morning and then watching the show. Really appreciate everyone who tuned in uh, this morning. This has been a fantastic. Yeah, show. it's been great. Always, always I always enjoyed it so much. much. Um, next week, uh, Trifecta. We got three sets of guests. Three. We're going to be uh, having on uh, Mia from uh, Little Acorn Events as well as Amy Paquette, an artist here, and, of course, Miguel and Catalina from Credit Series Insurance going to be joining us next week. So we got a, a jam-packed week where we'll have some more amazing guests. Um, really appreciate you looking being forward on to with it. me. Thank you, uh, Judah, as always, behind the camera, no making worries. us all look good. You know, well, making you and I look good. Our guests usually look good. It's you and I that need <laughs> The guests look good just by the themselves, The guests look good right? by yeah. themselves. You and I need the work uh, that Judith does behind the camera, making, it, making things Well, they should have. Smoothly. You know what? When you come, we come in, they should have, like, a makeup artist and throw makeup on us. So oh, so like, like, people like, would say, like people would say yeah, wow, these guys are really <laughs> handsome. I mean, <laughs> Get rid of those browns, hide those brown spots. <laughs> That's right. They can hide whatever they want, you know. <laughs> But uh, always appreciate being on with you. No, it's always, with always you a too. pleasure. Thanks to Emergent Financial Services for presenting, as well as our great partners, Credit Series Insurance, Matias Young Realty, Castle Hill Cider, Forward Adelante. Um, be, I want to be on the lookout. So next week, it's next Thursday. Next Thursday, that's right. The Today Manana event at Castle Hill Cider. You can find it on Facebook. Um, I'm pretty sure you can just type That's going to be great. I mean, that's I, I a beautiful spot. In, this time of year, oh, man. I mean, I can't think of anything. you, you got to come out. You mean, just to enjoy Some food, Castle Hill. some great stuff, you know, to do. Uh, let's see here. I'm pretty sure you can look up. If you go to our uh, our Facebook page and the uh, our, and the Today Manana group, you should be able to find everything you need for the Today Manana guest appreciation event next Thursday, um, 530 Castle Hill Cider. Uh, I think that's that's the only news. It'll be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot, a lot of, of fun. fun. It always is. I, I enjoy enormously. Get people come out people. and they, yeah, it's just, you get to meet people and people that, and they're all entrepreneurs just about. Yeah. Every one of them. And it's a great time. We to, appreciate all that they do. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's going to be great. Look forward to seeing everyone there. Uh, in the meantime, we hope everyone has a great week. Thanks for being on with me and Xavier. Thank, Thank you. you all for watching. Thank you for having me back. Oh, it's, fun to, it's always <laughs> fun to, to be here co-hosting with you. Uh, thank you all for watching. Thanks, everyone, for your great comments and questions. We look forward to seeing you all next week. But until that time, as we like to close it out on the show, hasta mañana. <laughs>